Good morning. What are we all doing right now? Right now, we are all assembled. Why are we allowed to do this, you may ask? Because the First Amendment to our Constitution says so. Everyone in the United States of America has the right to peacefully assemble. And people who have the Constitution to do so may gather to push for whatever right or freedom that they want. It does not mean that they will get what they want, but they have a government-protected right to rally for their cause. The Women's March on Washington, and many other places as well, last month was an example of peaceful assembly, as was the New England Patriots' victory parade in which Commissioner Roger Goodell's name was trashed. The protest of the um, pipeline at Standing Rock in North Dakota is another example. But wait a second. Are there not accounts of police brutality and violence at the pipeline? It seems there are, which means the right has been violated. Not just at the pipeline protests, many peaceful protests have ended in violence in the history of our country. And considering certain things that happened in late January that I can't be specific about, this is only going to get worse. But it could still be worse. In certain countries, such as North Korea, any kind of protest or assembly is strictly illegal under pain of being sent to a concentration camp along with your entire family or killed. The freedom of assembly in the U.S. was likely fueled by, in part at least, by the Boston Massacre back in 1770 when a couple of colonists were having a snowball fight and one of them threw a snowball at a British soldier walking by, which led to a violent brawl between British soldiers and colonists. More from each side joined the fray as the fight went on. Now, this isn't exactly an example of peaceful assembly. First of all, it wasn't exactly peaceful because he did throw a snowball, but still, it's a snowball, come on. And um, they didn't exactly assemble, but it, was, it still kind of resembled that, and I think, you know, since things really snowballed from there, this kind of led to the American Revolution, and the, the event was on the minds of the creators of the Constitution at the Constitutional Convention. So why is freedom of assembly important? It's important because it's how people know that their government is not perfect. If you never saw the protest marches, the strikes, etc., do you have as much of a basis to form your opinion it's not, it is easy to not take a stand for someone if they don't seem real to you. That's why Martin Luther King Jr. was so successful at bringing our nation closer to equality. His march on Selma opened the eyes of the southern whites who were not racist to the fact that these were actual people being oppressed. Here's another example. What is remembered more, Tiananmen Square or the countless other citizens that were killed by the Chinese government in the mid-1900s. Obviously, Tiananmen Square is remembered more. And why is that? It's because it was a protest. And because it was a protest, the entire world got to see a picture of a man standing in front of multiple tanks, refusing to move. Way more powerful than being told about some large number of people on the other side of the world being killed. Lack of freedom of assembly is how powers such as Nazi Germany sprung up. Once people were afraid to rebel, the government could basically do what they wanted without resistance from within. With freedom of assembly, people feel safer about protesting, and therefore you get not only the diehards who 
are actually willing to die for their cause. But you get the weaker supporters, who support it, but, you know, would keep their mouths shut if there was threat of dying. Like an estimated 60% of the German population during the Nazi reign. So, to sum it all up, freedom of assembly is something the government gives, but it's also something the people must uphold. If there is a protest or a gathering of some sort against something that you would like to protest as well, don't hesitate to join. Thank you. Good morning. Freedom of the press is one of the most precious of our rights. Without this, how would the majority of the world and even our own country know what the government and other governments are doing? To ask what it would be like without this privilege, you can look to countries like Syria or Uzbekistan. These country citizens have all of their news created and approved by the government. Citizens who try finding the truth are in danger. If you thought the government was giving you all information, you were wrong, according to Trevor Tim of the Freedom of the Press Foundation. U.S. intelligence agencies under every administration have tried to stop these whistleblowers and the reporters who have those whistleblowers as sources. There have been more attempts to crack down on those who expose the truth of the government. Cuba during the missile crisis of the 1960s and even now has very poor freedom of press. Cuba has the most restrictive laws on freedom of the press in, West, in the Western world. The government only allows journalism if it conforms to the aims of a socialistic society. Worldwide, in 2005, more than 500 journalists were jailed or arrested. They were considered threats to the government they were reporting on. As Unitarian Universalists, we value a free and responsible search for truth and meaning, keeping news outlets and journalists free to seek truth and tell it to the world fits that value. I would like to introduce the members of our youth group who will be presenting the service this morning. You have Cole Bromfield. <laughs> Peter Singley. Neil Sweeney Haney. Ethan Powell. Rebecca Devilbiss. Joey Schumann. <laughs> Abby Lewin. Thank you all for being here this morning. Um, you're in for, a, I think it's a treat, but then. <laughs> Very good. The freedom to speak our minds is something that most Americans take for granted. We are lucky to have the right to express ourselves without fear of punishment from our government. In some countries, publicly criticizing the government or the administration could be grounds for, to be, for one to be fined, imprisoned, or even flogged. This is shocking for us Americans because here our freedom of speech is so protected that you can hardly go on social media without seeing someone criticizing the government. Now, I'm not attempting to say that our right to free speech is 100% inclusive because it's not. If you shout fire in a crowded place where there is no fire, you could be arrested. While this freedom does not apply to every situation, it does apply to every person, meaning all Americans can say their peace or their not peace, if you know what I mean. The fact that everyone has this right can get kind of annoying sometimes. 
Some people use their right to say things that are either so incorrect or very insensitive. And we have all heard someone exercise their freedom in the most stupid or hateful ways. While us Americans can express ourselves without fear of government reprimand, like I said before, sometimes we do have to worry about how others will exercise their freedom in response to ours. And that is technically their right. What we need to remember is that our words have power. We have the ability to use our words to heal or to hurt. One single word to tear down, could tear down a whole nation, while another could lift it up. For example, leave or stay, together or separate, end or beginning. We have the right to use these powerful words without fear, but words mean different things to different people, and it's difficult to translate for someone who is unwilling to learn. Connotation is the most important part of the word. Even though our freedom of speech is protected by the government, some government workers don't like it when we use it to criticize them. This makes me think, if our words have enough power to get those in power all riled up, we should definitely be able to use them to make a change. Frederick Douglass said, To suppress free speech is a double wrong. It violates the rights of the hearer as well as those of the speaker. Even if they try... No one can suppress the power of words. We have voices. Remember that everyone has the right to free speech, and it is our responsibility to use that freedom for justice, for peace, for equality, and for what is right. Use your words to fight when it is necessary, and use them to heal always. Think about this. How can you use your right to free speech to speak out about what you believe is right? How can you exercise your right in your everyday life? And will you use your words to tear people down or to lift them up? Congress shall make no law respecting an establishment of religion or prohibiting the free exercise thereof, or abridging the freedom of speech or of the press, or the right of the people peaceably to assemble and to petition the government for redress of grievances. That is the First Amendment. The right to to petition the government is one that is often forgotten, overshadowed by the more fashionable freedoms ensured by the First Amendment. Freedoms of speech and the right to peaceably assemble are covered in the daily news because they allow for dramatic and emotional displays of one's opinion. But the right to petition the government is just as vital, even if it takes place in the background. It grants people not only the freedom to stand up and speak out against injustices they feel are occurring, but also the power to help change those injustices. The right to petition the government is simply the right to present requests to the government without fear of punishment. Is in times just such as now, times that I often hear my teachers refer to as interesting times, times of social unrest, that this right is most important. It allows the people an official hand in correcting what they see wrong in our government and has been important many times in our history. Throughout the civil rights movement, for example, 
the right to petition was utilized extensively to aid in protesting segregation of schools and public places. It allowed individuals and groups of people alike to directly inform the government of their strife and request that it be dealt with. So, being that we are living through interesting times, I encourage each of you to exercise your rights. If you are not comfortable speaking publicly about what you find issue with, or the crowds at protest aren't exactly for you, use your right to petition. Write your representative a letter telling them what exactly is bothering you that is with their, within their ability to change. It may not seem incredibly significant while you write it, but any one letter could be the letter that changes one opinion. And that one opinion could be what it takes to swing one policy to change the direction of our country. Every political action that every person makes in any way is important. And we're able to take these actions without fear of being prosecuted for them because of these rights that were guaranteed under the Constitution. So please, go out and use them. Getting paid minimum wage to, for two darn rim shots. <laughs> we shall overcome. When we can truly celebrate the diversity of contributions and talents offered by all people, we shall overcome hatred and prejudice and oppression. When we can truly extend our hands to one another in loving acceptance, we shall overcome the past that haunts us now. Living in peace and freedom, we shall overcome the wrongs that have happened and the debts left unpaid. Let us join together in that commitment to overcome. index card we have some at the front to put in our jam jar what do we collectively find of value in our constitution in our work together the freedom of religion is freedom to practice your faith without government interfering as simple and as complicated as that is enjoy your freedom of speech and use it to fight when you are called to fight and to heal always don't stand by and let the government do something you disagree with if you disagree, protest, assemble, do what you feel is right. Lots of countries don't have the freedom of press we have, so be thankful for what the U.S. has. The freedom of petition might not be the most grandiose freedom, but it gives us something that we can all use all the time, so please do. Go in peace. Use your voices, use your pens, and use your feet, and protect your rights. Thank you. <laughs>